Welcome to Business Partners, a podcast for couple colleagues building a business and life together. Through interviews, we'll share common struggles and stories unique to partners living and working side by side. Listen in as we learn what works and doesn't work when working together as a couple. You ready to do this? Let's get down to business. Today on Business Partners, we're joined by one couple with two parallel businesses. After their own personal health struggles and negative experiences with the traditional American healthcare system, Josh and Katie Whalen launched Blokes Modern Men's Health and Joy Women's Wellness, telehealth services that prioritize human service over automation. If you're prioritizing your health in the new year, check them out at blokes.co and choose joy.co. That's J-O-I. Josh and Katie Whalen, thank you so much. Welcome to the podcast. We like to start the show, since we only interview couples, um, by taking us back to when you guys met. Oh, gosh. we, all, we all... <laughs> How did you become a couple? You know, we had a mutual friend, and um, I had a girl's trip. I was living in Chicago at the time. Came down to Denver um, on a girl's trip. And we hung out with Josh because one of my friends was friends with him. <laughs> what are you looking at me like that? <laughs> it was a Red Rocks concert and it was the Lumineers. And it was, oh, nice. you know, at the time we didn't date for a couple of years after that. But at the time there was some like interest and spark, but you know, it took a couple of years for us to actually start dating. We were both dating kind of, I mean, we were both in other relationships yeah, at the time. Timing so. was not right. And then we we um, we were just magically in Aspen at the same time, mm. unbeknownst to both of our knowledge until like I was driving up there. I actually didn't know even when I was driving up there. And then um, we were at a show at Belly Up, and I asked her out. Like I I was single, and you weren't really single, but I still asked you out. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And you've been married uh, for how long? Eight years. Eight years now. Eight and a half. Yep. Wow. Two kiddos. Uh, Lenny's almost six and Rowdy is almost three. Wow. And it's, 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 it's a lot of work between the company and <laughs> the babies and our kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> just life, you know, it doesn't yeah. stop. Mm-hmm. Well, um, since you opened the door, tell us a little bit about your business. So what you guys do, who your target audience is. Sure. Um, we are a virtual health company. We're licensed in all 50 states. We have a specific niche where we focus on optimization. And I know that word is like a pretty general term, mm-hmm. but specifically optimizing hormones. And we just think hormones are the catalyst to how the body should work properly. You know, whether it's sexual hormones, uh, weight loss, um, growth hormones, peptides, anti-aging, longevity. So we, we're, we're really just an inch wide, a mile deep into just allowing people to feel their best. Hmm. I, I say it loosely, but kind of seriously, like we make 60-year-olds feel 30, we make 50-year-olds feel 25, and we make 30-year-olds feel like they're 50. I mean, not 15, but just <laughs> young. We, we, we're, we're um, yeah, we're just... Um, very hyper-focused on this because it was also intertwined in our personal journeys. Yeah. Take us back to what the impetus was to start it. 
Um, I believe it was me threatening you. At <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like really like the, it was, it was not the start of the business. It was the start of the personal journey. Mm-hmm. And we were in this really interesting phase, like everybody else where COVID had shut down the, the core business that I was in, which was regenerative medicine or stem cells. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was like, a, it was it was a really big stop because regulatory wise, nobody was allowed to even do elective procedures Hmm. that that was. And, um, you know, so we were shut down almost like hard shut for a solid 60 days. Hmm. And what was interesting is like, that was the first time in a very long time or maybe ever where like, I, I, physically and mentally was able to shut down. Hmm. And, uh, and so was so many, so much of the, the rest of the country. But, you know, by doing that, it allowed like me to reassess my health and re- reassess our relationship. And what she was demanding out of me was actually able to be heard and understood. Like she was going to divorce me. And, you know, when you're so busy, you just kind of let it flow off the shoulder and, that was like the first time where I was like, holy shit, I think she actually is going to divorce me. And I do need to get my shit together because, you know, I was 50 pounds heavier. I had no sex mm. drive. Um, you know, a guy that was a, a, an athlete at one point who was in the gym all the time. I was, I, I didn't even care if I saw the gym. So mm. it started off from a personal, like, mm. how do I get my stuff together? And then going through the process, being gaslit as a patient, like so many other Americans mm. comes to preventative and proactive care. The entrepreneur in me was like, ding, 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 ding. Like if I'm getting gaslit and I know how to navigate yeah. and charter these turbulent waters as, as a patient who's trying to get better and not go down the sick care side of things, then so many others have to be. And it was that like, it was, you know, we've been at it two years uh, on the men's side, a year and a half on the women's side and, you know, seeing the community respond and, and getting the messages we get and seeing the results that we get from patients is like, shit, we, we, we did do the right thing. Now, it's not easy, but we, we know there's this massive opportunity and market to just get people healthier. Hmm. Man, so two years in. And you have so many like amazing testimonials um, on both of the men and the women's side. So did the women's health and and I don't think we've even mentioned the names of either of your companies. So you can start with that, Katie, if you'd like. But so that was born six months after Blokes. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. And our, the women's side is joy and it's spelled J O I. So some people say joie, which is also <laughs> fancy. <joy. laughs> um, and you know, it was funny because when I was, when he, you know, had the idea to start blokes and something for men based off his journey, I was supportive, but was not planning on um, being involved at all. I was really focused on having our, you know, family, creating our family. Mm-hmm. Um but then it really, it was for me, it was after that. And after I went through a pretty rough fertility journey, after mm-hmm. I had two babies and then was in my low forties when I was like, oh my gosh, I need help. And 
And then I got it through the guy's side. And that's when I was like, okay, we can't just do this for guys because mm-hmm. I felt the difference for myself. I felt like we were missing, um, we, we were missing helping women. And we, I think women need it more than ever as we try to, you know, have everything, have our families and have our businesses and, you know, have energy to do all of the things. So that's when, um, we decided to join forces and that's why joy was started six months later. Yeah. And I think, I think from like just an overall consumer perspective is the power of the female consumer is so much better. It's, you know, it's not just like our opinion, it's just a better consumer and it's a far more abundant consumer. And it's one that takes action usually sooner. And they're also like the women, it's been great because it's, it's also been an aggregator to push men to get healthier. Mm. You know, when, when women control, you know, majority of the household spending when it comes to health and just spending in general, we were leaving a big, big opportunity off, not even knowing that, but then the personal attachment to it was like, Oh, this is just, this makes it better. And this actually gives us passion behind it. It's not just, you know, P and L's and revenue. Yeah. Yeah. So in, I'm going off script here because, because yeah. <laughs> I don't, I want to know what the hell a peptide is. Yeah, <laughs> this is fascinating. My, uh, I, a woman in my mastermind group, I've seen her through the years, probably for a decade now, very big fluctuations in weight. And she came into the group this week and I was stunned at how I said, oh my goodness, where's the rest of you? Like she had really lost so much weight. And she said it was because of peptides mm. and she didn't have time to really fill me in on what that was. So mm. we have experts here. I'd love to know. <laughs> well, there could be several different things she was on, um, but pe- pe- peptides in general is, is a short chain of amino acids versus a protein, which is a longer chain. Um, so that's how you can think of it. And, and we've got thousands running naturally in our body. And what they do is help your help your cells perform specific tasks. So I think of it like a key opening a door, like it'll help your hair grow. It'll help your skin, you know, have Mm. elasticity. It can help you lose weight. Um, So that's what peptides are. And we've been using peptide therapy for, you know, I don't know how many decades now, but I feel like they're having hundreds of years. (laughs) Well, you have to understand like they've been around for so long that, what, what you're seeing, the, the emergence of peptides is really in this anti-aging community. And, hmm. and that, you oh, know, yeah. people rarely classify, um, you know, the, the GLP-1 category, medication category, which is Ozempic and Manjaro and Wagovi. It, that is a peptide. That is, hmm. that is not like its own category. It is, it is part of the peptide family. And, you know, GLP is a glucogen-like peptide. Um, and that's why you're seeing so much rage about this, but you know, it's been around for decades and decades and decades. And and really the biggest, most abundant peptide that's used right now in existence is insulin. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's roughly 65 to 70 different FDA approved peptides and they're going to keep going out because what's amazing about a peptide typically, um, is it's, it's, it's telling your body to produce more of that certain peptide, uh, in, in certain ways. So it's, it's a really safe and effective approach to not really doing anything, but aiding your body in that benefit. Hmm. Hmm. 
I went into Ulta recently and I was looking for some retinol cream for my crow's feet. Yep. And she said, you don't need that anymore. Just you need peptides. I was like, what? <laughs> so I got some. But I don't know if they're working. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's like, you know, I like so many things when when the market like starts getting crazy, like people just start saying everything's a peptide. And <laughs> what we what we deal with specifically are pharmaceutical grade peptides that are driven by prescription only. Um, we don't have like a face cream. Well, we do have a GHKCU. Uh, that's a very high level pharmaceutical grade peptide. Um, that can be used for face cream, but you know, when we're talking, need to send you that. Yes. <laughs> when we're talking like what we're doing, you know, it's this, this is bound by a prescription. It is done under medical supervision and, uh, you know, to your Ulta, you know, it's, it would be like, you know, I, I, I guess like taking an aspirin over the counter versus taking a pain medication that's prescribed. Mm. By it's just a different level. That's a really good, helpful analogy. So the telehealth part of both of your businesses um, seems to be kind of a, a differentiator. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I think it's I think it's accurate in, in a few ways. And, and then I think maybe you could see some holes in it as well. Um, the emergence of telehealth really, I mean, it's been around for years, but it really got put into fast track with COVID and kind of like what we dealt with, with the, the regenerative medicine clinics, when, when the regulatory aspect of, you know, the States was in place, like there was no way to actually conduct, you know, medicine, like it was done virtually, like it had to be done. And, and when you had elective procedures that required somebody to put their hands on a patient, you know, surgery or Mm -hmm. what we did, it was just shut down. So the accessibility of telehealth is 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 amazing, but when you look at it from the customer acquisition piece and the retention piece and that rapport and building, you might you might say there's you know some some holes in it, but from a from a convenience perspective, you can't beat it if it's done right. Like I mean, I totally. the fact that we can conduct everything that we do minus getting labs done by you know human interaction, like physically being touched by somebody. Uh, but then everything shows up at your home and you're doing it yourself at your time, at your convenience. Like that's hard to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think honestly, the, the days of rapport building with doctors are long, long gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I always feel rushed anyway. So might well, as well. You, you and the rest of the country, I yeah. mean, it's uh, the average primary care visits nine to 12 minutes. The average time that it takes a patient from the time they leave their doorstep to the time they get back home from their doctor is anywhere between three and four hours. And it usually takes anywhere from 21 to 26 days for somebody to actually go see a doctor when they're trying to schedule it. So yeah, it's, it's a trend that should be disrupted. Mm-hmm. I started using NERCS, the app NERCS, N-U-R-X. Mm-hmm. I don't know it. Um, to, instead of going to my dermatologist because Mm. of that very reason, just everything you just said is exactly all the Mm. pain points. And, you know, now I can take a picture and they can send me what I need in the mail three days later. So, yeah. Okay. Veering back on, because we do want to (laughs) know about (laughs) how your, your relationship and your businesses uh, intersect. 
Yeah, so what are uh, each of your roles in Bloke and Joy? Basically everything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) I mean, when you're an entrepreneur, don't you need to do everything? We have really great people working for us, so I don't want to diminish that at all. Um, There's, you know, definitely people on our team that we couldn't live without. Um, doing great things, but, but I think it does feel like the majority of, um, everything, you know, lands on us, but in general, I am, you know, the, the, the face and the, um, driver behind the women's brand. And then he, you know, drives the men's brand, but we are one company. Um, so we have, you know, all the same staff that, that we manage and, um, we're, we're in it the day in the day-to-day stuff, um, in all the meetings and we're, you know, driving the marketing and, um, you know, everything. I mean, we we are, um, you know, we're not at a point where we can like lend everything off. Like we can't pass it off. I mean, nobody will ever care about your business more than you. Um, but we do have phenomenal talent and people that are working for us that, can drive it. But, you know, we're, we're even in the Instagram comments. We're, we're professional mm-hmm. happy now, you know, like <laughs> so much about the look and the feel, the patient experience, how everything comes together. And I think for us as leaders, like we, as we grow, as we scale, we have to be able to, you know, pass off those duties to the right people because it's not always easy. And, you're just never going to get an employee to, to care as much as you do about the business. Totally agree. So since you are doing everything and, and it sounds like you're doing them together, I imagine you might run into some, you know, dust ups every now and then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <We're> dust ups. <laughs> are are there... <laughs> Please go into that or tell us if there are kind of common ones that you bump into. Yeah, I think you were a little annoyed at me today, but like this morning, we, you know, one of the challenging things is like we, we have very active kids that are young and, you know, going from kid duty to founder duty to kid duty, it's like, it's tedious and it's, it doesn't even matter if you're amazing at it, like it's still, it's relentless and it's sometimes fun and amazing. Sometimes it's really grueling, but so we, we have the role of two hats and two very important ones, parents and and founders. And sometimes one takes priority over the other, but you know, it's inevitably, it's never going to be roses. And it's just really just, I think communicating and, trying to be cognizant of each other's feelings and strengths and weaknesses and knowing when like I saw some with somebody, some influencer was like, there are some days where dad has to give 80% and mom gets 20 and vice versa. And, and I think it's the same thing with running a business. Like there are some days where it's not 50, 50. It's it's like Josh is going to have to do a little bit more work and Katie may need to take a, an hour or two off from investor calls, you know, like yeah. there's a lot of hats and I think it's just knowing one another and, and trying to minimize the dust ups. Mm. So are those like formally kind of spelled out anywhere where, you know, like 
I'm going to take the kids these days and then I'm going to shift to the business and then you're, you know, is it kind of, or is it just, you just are in the flow and whoever needs to do it, picks it up and runs with it. Yeah. I think, I think there are like duties that we, we tend to have more often, but we are also like in the flow and you know, some, some nights Katie's making dinner and some nights I am. And I feel like most nights we're actually like ordering, in or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, you know, cooking has fallen to the wayside. <laughs> um, I think, I do think, I think it's been hard for us lately in general, because we're in such a grinding phase of our business where we're working on scaling. And so there's so many moving parts and we're not, you know, we're not just like in a comfortable spot where it's like everybody has their role. It's like pretty, yeah. pretty dynamic. And I think mm. the challenging thing with us, and this is probably true with most people, but we are very, we are very different people and have different styles. So mm. it's very masculine. And I have noticed that I tried to keep up with him for quite a while and I'm now just realizing and voicing that I just can't, we have different styles. We do things differently <laughs> and I cannot, you know, I am way more, you know, in my feminine, feminine energy. And so mm. I've had to like communicate that to you just to let you know, like, this is just how it's going to be because I can't match that energy. Mm. I want to like clarify that it's, I think, I think we just have different skill sets mm. and, you know, there might be relationships, male and female, where, you know, the female is a little bit more A-type and, and, and I, I wouldn't even consider myself A-type. I just, you I, wouldn't? I, I, <laughs> I, I, like, I like to just go, I, I like to be busy and like, I don't mind jumping from one call to another. Um, I feel like I, I do a pretty good job at understanding my day before I get into the day and I get my mind right. But I've also just been I may be going at too much of a pace for such a long time and I just adjusted to it and become used to it. Mm. We also have like a personal life that she has to help manage too. So like sometimes she does have to pull back on the gas because mm. I don't do that very well. Yeah. Do, do oh, what? I, pull back. I don't pay bills. I don't, oh. I don't bank accounts. Like I just, <laughs> I'm going to just grind and, and, and not in a bad way. It's just like, I, I just, that's what I feel comfortable doing. Business Partners Podcast is proudly brought to you by Apple and Anchor. Apple and Anchor create strategy-first brands and websites for startups. As a busy business owner, you may have a great idea for your branding or website, but feel overwhelmed about what's required to bring it to life. We provide a clear step-by-step -step plan for your brand strategy, visual identity, and web design. Check out our work and book a clarity call at appleandanchor.com. And now back to the show. Do you know your Enneagram types? I'm curious now. Mm. The what types? No, we haven't done that. The I've, what? So Enneagram, I, I honestly oh. think it's like a, I don't, I don't think it's an out West kind of a thing. I think it's like in this region. I think it's a Southeast thing. Yeah. Well, maybe have you done disc? It's a personality. What? Yeah. So who? Yeah, I did, I did in college. Oh, okay. So it'd be really interesting to take that now and see how I uh, see how I did. But I remember I was a very high D and very high I. Uh huh. Uh huh. Katie, and do you know? We're like, I was like D and I. We're like here, and <laughs> S and C were like here. <laughs> Same. 
<laughs> How about you, Katie? Did you, do you have, I haven't heard of that one, mm-hmm. but maybe we should. I mean, would that help us like tell us how to balance each other out and work together better? Mm-hmm. better? Yeah. I mean, I don't, Enneagrams helped us out quite a bit. Yeah, it has either one. I mean, really the idea is you just have, you, you walk away with a deeper understanding of, you know, maybe it's not really within reason for me to expect that he does these things because it's just, you know, it would be like Josh trying to do one of the S things in the disc profile. It's just, it's not going to, it's going to take long and it's going to be frustrating for everybody. So how can we strategically, you know, uh, delegate based on your natural, yeah, personality types. So, that makes sense. But I do feel like we figure that out just through life. Like I can tell you, like, I will really hesitate to ask him to do any handyman work. I will either do it myself <laughs> or I will hire somebody because I know it's not his skill set. <laughs> he's an incredible entrepreneur. So, you know, you can have. I cook well. You can have everything. I'm decent in business. <laughs> You know, I, <laughs> well, I can list a, a lot of great qualities, but you know, you can't have them all. The light bulb is, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know that, so that's what's light bulb is in my skill set. But asking <laughs> me to do anything beyond that is not. <laughs> what do you guys enjoy most about working together? Mm, you Ooh. know, I I think mm. that's an easy one. It's what is it? It's um. The wins, sharing those together. And mm-hmm. it's funny as an entrepreneur because I think you, we will joke about this. You, in one day, you can have so many ups and downs. I mean, you can be like totally depressed thinking it's all going to end. <laughs> and then also on top of the world thinking like you've made it, you know, with, yep. you know <laughs> within minutes. Yes. But it is really fun to have the wins and um, see something come to fruition that yeah. you guys have worked on together. Um, you need... You know, if you didn't have that person to share it with, it wouldn't be as fun, I imagine. Yeah. I, I, I think that is like probably the biggest thing. I also just like, like from a trusting standpoint, you know, there's, we're fortunate that we do, I think, work well together mostly. I mean, there are days where we're like, you need to go to the office or whatever. <laughs> um, but to be so strategically aligned financially, structurally and to know that somebody's always has your back and in, mm-hmm. in the way the decision is actually coming together. Like it's, you know, it's like talking to, let's say a sales manager who's, you know, where maybe they're kind of positioning themselves in a different way. Like we're very like what we eat or what we kill is what we eat. Like that's, right. that's what we're doing. And like every decision that we make, is for the business and for our family, and and it's it it, it would be it, it would be really interesting to see like another dynamic in this current business because you know yeah I just think that I think it's a it's something that we don't really talk about but like that that's something that's important to me because like I trust Katie if I if I'm as, actually asking for a, a solid opinion it's in a, a universal approach it's not just her microcosm, you know? Mm. Mm. So do you ever turn it off? Turn it off? Do you guys have boundaries around we're, we're not talking about business, <laughs> whatever? Like, have you defined that? 
Probably not often enough. I mean, we do do date nights, which are great, but we usually end up talking about <laughs> business or, you know, your kids. So, yeah. <laughs> which or the last guests we interviewed described their business as their third kid. Yeah. And I think that's fair. Like, how are you not going to talk about your other kid? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like, you know, we're, we're also, we're in our forties. Like what else do we have to do? Right. You know, <laughs> I mean, we plan some trips every once in a while, which is awesome. But like, even when we're at the trips, we're like, fuck, this is amazing. Like, we have to think about work for a second, you know, but like, it's not like we have these crazy lives, you know, outside of this, like, you know, it, it, we're, we're, we're so indebted to our family and our, uh, you know, I think maybe we could probably do a better job at having some more personal time, like you go with your girls and me, but, mm. but you know, this is our life. Right. So no boundaries, it sounds like. <laughs> hey, that's, I respect it. I get it. We, we tried, like, I, I, I know we've been at dinner before. We're like, okay, let's not talk about work. And then like 15 <laughs> minutes later, like, Hey, did you ever think about this? Because like that just popped in my head and, I need to tell you. and it goes both ways. Yeah. I was like, wait, no, you know, and then, then she does it and I do it. And then we're like, fuck it. Let's just get I on. Know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it almost feels futile to even yes. try. <laughs> um, I'm curious. You mentioned, you know, being in the grind joy a year and a half years old, two years old for blokes. We're, we're, um, or bloke, bloke, blokes, blokes. Thank you. We'll be two years. Our business will be in January mm -hmm. and we're not chasing investor money, which I feel like is a whole nother level mm -hmm. of stress you guys are in the middle of, but yep. we do, we can identify with how difficult it is to get something new off the ground. So what keeps you guys going? Ooh. Uh, you know, I, I believe in these, what we're doing to our core. Like I, we, we are looking at like investors because of the momentum we have, not because we're lacking profit, not because we're lacking growth, not because we're lacking revenue. I think it's an interesting time to, to, to try to raise money, but we'll take on the right investor when the right investor comes. Mm -hmm. But it is a whole different game having those conversations, having that like, granularity to your business and the questions they ask. But, you know, I, I think this can be a big opportunity for our families for a long time. And, and, you know, I, before we started this business, I was like, let's do something big. Fuck it. Like I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've had like what I would consider pretty good success with businesses that I know have a course or, you know, like it's going to be a three year run and, you know, mm. or it's, consolidate it to this market where I felt like this one was interesting because it, it there, the, the, the cap is, is big. It's a yeah. big, like, I, it, you know, this is billions of dollars that we could, you know, turn this into and whether that happens or not, it's, it, that's not the goal, but like, I just think it's a fun opportunity and fun business to be in too. And, you know, I think the the milestones, even though we may not have them on a whiteboard that we're, we're continuously setting is a big motivator, like mm -hmm. seeing these things come together. The conversations we're having behind the scenes with big, big, big players and partners and 
A-list Hollywood people, it's kind of, it's not why you do it, but it, it's, it's a fun business to be in because people want to get healthy and, and mm. we're changing lives. Mm. I don't know what we would do if all of a sudden it stopped. That's uh. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might take some, um, some big soul searching to figure out what it is. Cause this is really all we've been thinking about for a little while now. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's, a. uh, uh it's an interesting phase of where we're at because we're, we're at this inflection point of, you know, we're almost at a point where we probably shouldn't take investors, but we're at that point where we're like, shit, you know, a $10 million injection of capital could put us at a hundred million pretty quickly, hmm. and, you know, but you're taking on investors yeah. and you're having people sit at the cap table that maybe you wouldn't want it to, but to get there, and and we have a, a a friend, Katie's become friends with the CEO of Primal Kitchen, hmm. uh, Morgan, and you know it, it there it's always like on here's the investor shoulder, and then here's the Morgan shoulder because she's like, listen, we really didn't raise any capital, and we sold at two hundred million dollars. We had ninety five percent equity in our company you know, selling at 200 million with 95%, what's the equivalent of that at 2 billion when you've given up 50, 60% of your company over yeah. time, you know? So it's, right. it's, it's a, it's a balance. Well, like you said, you're not necessarily, you know, it's not a have to, it would be kind of a nice to, so you don't, you can be choosy, right. which is a great position to be in. Which yeah. leads me to my next question, which isn't on the script, but I have to know how how did you grow so quickly? What was your how did you go from no one knowing about you to having, you know, being profitable? Mm, very stressful. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I think it was a necessity too. I mean, we've always had, you know, you have to make money to feed your family, right? Yes. So we always run this business to figure, you know, in a way where we are, you have to make money in order to, to keep going. Right. Yeah. But I will tell you, it was a very tumultuous period. You know, when we first launched this company, I don't think a lot of people know this, but like we, we, we had zero leads coming in. There was not like a, our marketing plan that was our marketing plan actually failed. And mm you know, we had hired a gal that was going to be our marketing guru that literally didn't bring in a single fucking lead mm. months, months. And we all of a sudden had to pivot. Right. And we ran into telehealth issues with Google. We ran into telehealth issues with meta. We ran into just mm. all kinds of issues and that we didn't forecast. And, um, and like, you know, we're kind of scrappy or not kind of, we are scrappy and like, I'm like, we got to pivot. And I said, Katie, I need everybody that you know in our email list and I'm going to give my email list and I'm going to just blast this to everybody and tell them exactly what we're doing. Mm. And that's going to be the start of it. And and one's going to turn into two and two's going to turn into four. But it was, it was like that for like a solid six months. And then we finally found somebody that could help us grow from a marketing perspective, an ad perspective in a decent capacity without us like overspending and, and putting ourselves in even deeper hot water. And, uh, you know, I'm a big believer on like, you got to be your own megaphone. And, you know, there's not many places I, I go that I don't tell people like what 
I do and how it's changed my life and how it's impacted my life. And, and then there was just a couple, you know, small wins that turned into bigger wins, but it was hard. Like I, I felt like this the last January of 20, we're in 23, right? Yeah. It <laughs> <laughs> was like a light bulb moment for us where we said, holy shit, we can do this. Wow. Yeah. December and November and October and September that year was like, it was like watching paint dry. It was like, holy shit, we are struggling to get leads. We are, we are paying way more than what we can actually afford to just keep the band together. And then all of a sudden we just saw all the hard work from six months ago, start to pay off a year ago, start to pay off. Mm. And that ranged from our marketing to our social media, to our conversations and, um, and then, yeah, I was like, holy shit, I think we can do this. Wow. And, and that was really the the chart of the growth. I mean, we've had almost 14 months of month over month growth, some months big, some months, you know, smaller, but it's been, it's been pretty profound to see. What's and been- I think the benefit of having a smaller business is that you can be flexible and pivot yes. when you, you know, because that is, that is a big part, I think of, of, you know, launching a business is being able to know when you need to pivot and change. Absolutely. When you hired the marketing team for the second time, what was the most successful tactic to get leads? Uh, Well, the first successful tactic was actually being able to get leads through Google and Meta, you know, and and because they're, you know, this is, we talked about about telehealth and, and the access and all that. But there's a regulatory component that's different than owning a brick and mortar health clinic. Mm. And, you know, that we were not as aware of that you just have to be able to navigate. I mean, even like, even like payment merchants, like Stripe, Mm. it's, there's a regulatory component to that with telehealth. That's, that's different than that brick and mortar. Um, So it was honestly able to penetrate that layer and, and just get some things going. And, you know, we have sticky products. We have products that actually work really well. And, you know, it's, we, we were just talking to an investor yesterday. Where we were like, you know, they're, they're a big investor in AG1 athletic greens. And it's like, yeah, that's great. But our products are way better. Mm. And feel it. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if you guys, and I flat out told him this, I said, if you can make that a billion dollar company, for a product that tastes okay, but you don't really know if it's working. You think it's working. You're mm-hmm. doing a big green and it looks cool. <laughs> Our products work. So I think that's up too. Wow. I'd say I so. He's, he's a big believer. He believes hard in this. So, <laughs> well, I'm a big believer because it saved my marriage. I've lost 40 pounds and we get countless, countless testimonials of the same thing. I mean, we, we don't say it like in, in like cheeky tone. We really mean it. Like we truly believe we've saved marriages yeah. uh, outside of ours and, and proved, you know, intimacy and got people back in the gym and feeling a, a zest and a vigor for their life that they hadn't seen in 10, 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, good, bad, or ugly, our products, you know, they're, 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 they work. And sometimes they work too much and people are like, well, that's too much. And sometimes <laughs> they're like, man, I, so, so it, the proof is in the pudding of the therapies as well. And then the service has to match that. Yeah. 
Well, I just want to underline what you said about you're a megaphone for your own self. You're constantly talking about and advocating for your own business. Mm-hmm. I heard a quote last night. Um, this business owner said, a, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good one. It's so true. And I think often we we can take it for granted, you know, like walking around in the world. People don't want to hear about our stuff, but yeah, closed yeah. mouth doesn't get fed. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about like health goals and, and, um, you know, just any goal, like the more people you told you tell, the more accountable you're going to be to yourself. And, and I gave like the analogy of like, you know, if, if you're going to run a marathon and you really want to run it, you're going to start telling everybody about it. Cause they're going to go, mm-hmm. how's the marathon? How's the marathon training going? If you're just kind of half-assed committed, mm-hmm. you're just, you do it yourself. You know, you're going to run two miles on the treadmill. They're going to run three. But if you get on a little megaphone, you start posting out on social, whether you like it or not, like people are going to start saying, Hey, they're checking in and you're going to hold yourself accountable to a different yeah. standard. And, and, you know, if you can't be your best advocate in your business then who else can. Yes, absolutely agree. So what's, what's your future vision for blokes and joy? World domination. (laughs) (laughs) So I, um, (laughs) I actually don't like my competitors, but I do. But I, I am honest about it. Um, You know, I hope we're a household name. You know, in three years, four years, where people are aligning us with a, a company that really wants to improve somebody and whether it's through just labs or supplementation or the actual therapies, like I hope people recognize us as being a leader and just disrupting sick care and mm. powering their journey and health and wherever that is, whether it's getting out and, and getting your steps in or whether it's running a, a marathon or an Ironman. Like I hope that we are, we are synonymous with that, Mm. that that paraphrase you mm. know just they're making me better mm. would you add anything to that katie i and i just hope i can keep up with him <laughs> <laughs> <That's intense>. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know it, it, the, the the reality is like we have a good team and we got to hire the right way. We got to hire the yeah. right people. I think one of the hard things is knowing where and when to hire yeah. and maybe yeah. not at the last minute, um, you know, cause the, the value of amazing talent is, is invalid. It's, it's so valuable. It's the yeah. best thing. Mm-hmm. We can do. So we have to be able to recognize that as leaders. Mm. You know, I will say one thing and that's, this is one of the reasons I fell in love with Josh um, is I do think he has, he has this special thing about him and I think he was meant to do something special. And so, you know, when I joke about keeping up with him, it's not that I'm putting myself down or, you know, diminishing my role, but I really, I, I believe in Josh and I think that's, um, a, a, a fun reason, you know, that we get to work together and it's a fun, it's a fun part about, you know, what we do as a couple too. What a transformation going from threatening divorce to being his biggest cheerleader. Always on the table, but no. <laughs> the sex is the sex is actually left. there and much better. So, <laughs> Thanks to supplements. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, 
I have enjoyed this conversation so much and I wish we could keep talking, but to be respectful to your time, would you leave us with a tip for other business partners, other couples who are working together? What advice could you give? I think um, empathy goes a long way and understanding, you know, the strengths and weaknesses, like we mentioned before, um, of your partner and allowing um, them to do things um, how they need to do, how they need to do it and allowing that, allowing that space for, for your partner. Mm, that's great. Yeah. I, I just, the more I age and the more I've been in business, like it all happens for the right reasons one way or another. But if you're, if you're actually putting in the effort and the time, it will all happen for the right reasons and it will come together. If you're not doing that, then you only have yourself to blame. But you know, one of the things that I've had to learn through this business is, is the power of patience. I'm not patient, but it is, if you had asked me a year and a half ago, like where these businesses would have been, I would have said, we'd probably be doing something else because mm-hmm. it's not working. And if you ask me today, I think these can be, you know, unicorn style companies or brands. So the advice is stick with it. Stick with it and be patient and be relentless. Like, you know, wake up and, and, and do the right things. Like sometimes going through the motions is better than not going through them. And, you know, I had, I had a friend a long time ago, this was with another business, but you know, I was in med device sales for, for many years. And he's like, you know, this is when I went off on my own as an entrepreneur, like when that word was not sexy. Mm -hmm. And I just fucking hate working for the man. Like, mm-hmm. do you ever just not want to work for the man? And I'm like, dude, I don't want to fucking work for myself sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <guess laughs> what? I just get up and I do it. And some days are better and some days are worse. Mm-hmm. But as long as there's more better days, then I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. It seems like even the worst days as an entrepreneur is still, you're still the better boss than yeah. another guy. 100%. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your mornings to talk with us. This has been awesome. Okay. Awesome. This Thanks for so having great. us. Yeah, thank you so much. Right. Yes, likewise. <laughs> yeah. Really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to Business Partners. Find out more about our guests and follow their businesses through the links in our show notes. Don't forget to rate, review, and share the show with your favorite business partners. Special thanks to our sponsor, Apple and Anchor. Now let's get back to business.